Hey, attention Rant Army, director Ted Nicolau here. You might have seen some of the films I've directed, like Terrorvision or Bad Channels or the subspecies films. But what you might not know is when I first came to Los Angeles, I worked as a film editor. And the film you're about to see, Ghoulies, was one of the first jobs I had when I came. I think you're going to love it, so pop some popcorn, curl up on the couch, and don't forget to download the Rants from the Black podcast. From the Black Lodge, it's me, the free will burning, head turning, ass kicking, machismo dripping, master podcast and mouthpiece of the Southeast, Brandon A. Lane, bringing you a new edition of the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. And hot damn, I am glad that it is November. October quite literally kicked my ass from bow to stern. Uh, any any of you out there that have listened to this podcast for any length of time know that I work in a full year hired house. That's my bread and butter, my primary job, even though. We all know what I really like to do is this podcast. But my primary job doesn't allow me a lot of free time, and this podcast in of itself is a full-time position. So I was very, very glad to see October 31st roll over into November 1st. However, the best thing that could happen to me, being a longtime horror fan, happened in October and that was in the form of the gentleman you heard at the top of this episode, the great Ted Nicolau. Ted, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I want to give this guy the round of applause of all round of applauses. Let's shout his name from the heaven tops. Ted started out in the business uh, doing sound uh, recording for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was in 1974. Uh, he graduated from the... Uh, University of Texas, and uh, those local filmmakers all got together, and they made one of the most iconic movies of all time. And that's not even something that people talk about as the, the things that Ted has done. He he came to Los Angeles and ended up working on the movie that we're going to be talking about tonight, uh, me and fucking Judd, uh, in long form, the 1985 minor classic, Ghoulies, one of Empire Pictures and Charles Band's uh, first real big successes but he edits this movie and suddenly he has this uh this great career working with charles band i think what we all know ted nicolau best for they're they're the big three for me anyways uh terror vision subspecies films and bad channels now i adore all of those but i gotta say as a kid the first time i saw a subspecies man it scared the shit out of me Radu the Vampire and his gnarly fingernails. Oh, man, they really... Oh, they just really... It, it just... Oh, I can't even get the words out. It bothered me so bad. And I I had a friend of mine, his, his mom had really long fingernails. And, you know, I mean, she didn't mean... There was nothing, like, weird or pervy about it. But, like, she would, like... You know, we'd be watching TV and she would come up and she'd like kind of scratch me on the back of the ear or something. And like, I was a weird kid and had a lot of, I still to this day have a lot of weird phobias. And I don't know if she did it just to fuck with me, knowing that like, <laughs> this kid, I'm, you know, putting the fear of God into him. But, oh my God, it was like sending lightning bolts down my spine. 
Ugh. And I always associated that with, with Radu. I'm getting off track. Um, some of the other things Ted Ted's known for, he worked on a movie called The Dungeon Master. Uh, really cool uh, early early 80s movie. It has a awesome heavy metal tie-in, so instantly I'm on board in the form of the band Wasp, Blackie Lawless. Gotta love that. And everything kind of comes full circle with that because uh, Ted directed that movie, uh, The Dungeon Master, and Wasp is in it. And in Ghoulies 2, Wasp had a music video tie-in. So it's kind of a, this weird little bubble of everything's interconnected in the world of entertainment in one form or another. Um, Ted, I think a lot of people sleep on his his work and his accomplishments, but I, I gotta tell you, man, I if I accomplish nothing other than getting some people onto you know your work, then I will feel like I've accomplished the world. Uh, you're one of my heroes. Terrorvision, one of my all time favorite movies. Uh, you're you're the man. So I want to give Ted a shout out and uh, send everybody out to. Uh, to find him. He's not on Twitter. He, he's like me. I don't have a personal Twitter. But you can find us at Rance Black Lodge. So drop us a line. But you can definitely find him on a multitude of places, including Facebook, is which is how I got in touch with him initially. Because, I mean, we're talking about doing these intros and stuff. He was on the short list, just like Sean Clark from last month. But you can find him on Facebook, um, Instagram, uh, Vimeo, and that's just Ted Nicolau. I'm going to spell his last name uh, N-I-C-O-L-A-O-U. And Ted, if you can't spell Ted, you might need to get a hole d- drilled into your head to relieve the pressure off your brain. Or, I don't know, hooked on phonics. <laughs> they, do they even do that anymore? Oh, so if you find him on, on social media, give him a drop, drop him a line, let him know you appreciate him and uh, his contribution to uh, the art of, of film. You can find us at the Rant Army and the Rants with Black Lodge podcast on social media at Rants Black Lodge. And uh, the podcast is available on a multitude of platforms from iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play Music, Player FM, and of course on our our homepage at juicykruger.com. Um, a lot, a lot has gone on in the past month. Uh, the whole October thing, aside from work, uh, the podcast, we got some more press, uh, the mountain press, uh, shout out to Jason Davis again. Uh, I'm sort of like his pet project anytime they need something weird. So thanks Jason for the shout out. But nobody cares about that. Let's just get to what everybody's been ranting about in the the most positive of ways. Our Facebook group surpassed 1,000 members. I never thought in my wildest dreams we would ever have gotten to this point. And I thank each and every one of you that listen to this podcast and the active members of our group. The cool thing about this... um, Well, let me me rephrase that. The cruel... (laughs) about this whole ordeal is that I made the uh, I made the agreement that if we got a thousand members in the group that what stank dick Eddie and titty flipping Travis even fucking Judd in fact fuck Scott have been asking for and it's yes we are going to be doing a full length 
feature commentary on Point Break. But here's the kicker. It's not going to be a regular podcast. This is going to be a bonus episode exclusive to our Facebook group. So those of you that are not in the group and you want to hear us rant about... Oh my God, I can't believe we're doing this. About Point Break... Find us on Facebook, at Rance Black Lodge. It's the same as the Twitter. It's hard to miss. We have a page. But make sure you join the group, because it won't be available on the page, only in the group. All right, so when we get back from these messages from our sponsors, uh, me and fucking Judd, we're going to be tearing it up hardcore with quite literally the most ridiculous set of questions ever asked to us Um both involving and not involving the movie we're watching tonight, which is 1985's Ghoulies. All right, we'll be right back, but here's a word from our sponsors. Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW Live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. That's the only part of that song I know. Oh, Michael, little, uh, little Michael McDonald to start our Ghoulies commentary. His nickname is Little Michael. He took it from Michael Jackson. That's a true thing. I looked it is, up. Is, is that true? Not really. I don't know. My cousin oh, told me. But who's your cousin? Carl. Is his name Tito? No, I have an uncle named Tito. It's his dad. But that's ironic. I know, right? Little Michael and Uncle Tito. No, but. It's a real thing. You are so you are full of so much shit. It is quite literally spilling out of your gums. That's about right. All right. Well, for those of you who uh, may not know what this whole rigmarole is about, we're going to be watching the cult classic. Uh, what many consider to be a the ripoff movie, of the ripoff, a ripoff of Gremlins. We'll get to that. Uh, Ghoulies from nineteen eighty five. So if you want to watch along, you're more than welcome to do so. We'll have a little countdown to sync everything up. But if you just want to listen to us uh, commentate and make a bunch of uh, nonsense... Commentation. Commentation. A bunch of nonsensical um, remarks about this film, then by all means do so. Whatever makes you happy. Uh, So what we're going to do is I'm going to count down from three. When I say hit play, you hit play. It's as simple as that. All right. On the count of three. Three, two, one... Play. The first thing you're going to see is the the MGM Metro Goldwyn Mirror um, lion roaring. All right, Ghoulies came out on June 1st, 1985. It had a budget of a million dollars. It raked in 35 million dollars at the box office. That's insane for a movie during this time. That to say this was a runaway success would be an understatement. Um, I was shocked to find out this movie has a 0% rating Rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. As it should. No, no, it, <laughs> no, it shouldn't. Oh, oh, I can, I can name, I can name a hundred movies that are worse than this that have 
at least 10 they percent. They probably got five minutes into it and gave up. And they're like, ah, we'll give it a zero. I think the fi- first five minutes of this movie is pretty fucking awesome. That's what, that's what I thought. But it, even though it has a 0% rating, it has an audience score of 19%, which is still really <laughs> low. <laughs> uh, this horny devil right here on the screen with the, the glowing green eyes, um, his name is Michael DeBars. Uh, he's uh, kind of a cult figure. Uh, in the music world, it's pretty much what he's known for. But uh, he's been in a bunch of things, uh, acting wise. Music a lot of, world. Oh, well, I'll get to that. I'll oh, get okay, to that. But okay, his 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 acting credits. Um, he's been in some respectable movies, um, and he's been in some you know sort of these lower grade B movies. But he's awesome. He's really awesome. And I mean, just look at him. He he has a he commands the screen. He has green eyes. Yes, he does. Those are his natural are you, eyes. Though. Are you green with envy of his envious uh, green eyes? I'm not. Those are his actual eyes. Those aren't contacts or anything. <laughs> he wanted them to edit them out. They said, no, we'll make it part of the movie. So he, and, uh, was he cast because of his green eyes? I, I would say so. Uh, I think I think you're just full of shit. But uh, he, he he was in a movie called Eye Monster with Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. Um, decent cast. Yeah, de- de- decent. Yeah, decent. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that that Peter Cushing, um, two you legends know, of the he he was the uh, <laughs> he was the he was in Star Wars. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't the original Star Wars. Um, but yeah, he was the oh crap, I'm blanking on his name. The uh, Deuce Bigelow guy. He was the Rob, guy. he was the Rob Schneider of his time. No, oh. not, obviously, I'm just oh, making, making fun. Um, he was in uh, Pink Cadillac with uh, Clint Eastwood. Uh, Waxwork 2, which is a really awesome movie. Uh, he was in 23 episodes of uh, New KRP in, C- in Cincinnati, which is a show I didn't even know it existed. Uh, he was in Under Siege with Steven Seagal. I still don't know that that exists, but I'll take your word on it. it uh, by by my all accounts, the, the uh, information that I gathered in doing the research for this, uh, it, it is a thing. Steve- <laughs> Steven Seagal? With Steven Seagal, yes, uh, Under Siege. One of the good Steven Seagal movies. Or he wasn't sitting down all the time. He sits down in the majority of his movies. Yeah, well, that's because he's fat. He's tired, exactly. <laughs> you know, I meant to bring this up on the podcast before. We're already going to take a left, a hard left turn off the track. Um, my, uh, my background is I have a degree in graphic design. And my teacher, Gordon Graham, shout mm-hmm. out Gordon, uh, who taught me at Tennessee Tech, he... I want to say it was like his cousin or his brother. I can't remember. His cousin or brother, one of his family members, yeah. went to culinary school with Steven Seagal. What? Yeah, exactly. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal, the yes. karate-like Russian citizen who is, kung, kung fu taught movie guy. Who, who is also a Native American sometimes. He's what? Oh, he just gets to pick? <laughs> yeah, he changes his ethnicity like on a rotating well, he's, basis. He's Cajun most of the time, so <laughs> if you listen to him talk, you know you'll hear it all the time. But... You, uh, I don't think that was a... Uh, I, I'm terrible with accents. Yeah, I, can, I can tell. Steven Seagal. No, it's more... His more... His is more like this, like... Ninjas. I mean, he looks like he's going for Asian all the time. Well, you see, for a while he was telling people he was Asian, and then he started telling people he was Native American, and then he told people he was Italian. So (laughs) maybe he is all these things. uh, But I mean, who who the hell knows? The only person to be every ethnicity at one time. He's the rainbow. (laughs) He's a rainbow of a human being. 
much like Danny Rainbows, who uh, God, we're going, we're already off the book rails. Danny Rainbows, book hashtag book Danny Rainbows. Danny Rainbows, uh, for those of you that are wrestling fans, you may have heard of him. He's quite literally, and I say this without a, a an inch of hyperbole in my voice. He is literally the best wrestler in the world. And he submitted a couple of questions for this podcast. So thank you, Danny Rainbows. In fact, if you wanna if you wanna follow him on social media, um, I don't know if he's on Facebook, but he's he definitely he's definitely he's on, on Twitter. Twitter. It's yeah. at Danny Rainbows. Uh, back to Michael DeBars. Um, Love you, Danny. He was in a he was in a few things. He uh, he was in eleven episodes of Melrose Place. Um, <laughs> all right, I can see a guy like that really adding a lot of drama to uh, all the. He just the shows up and stares. Like, yeah, like he does no talking lines. He's, hello, like, hello, Heather Locklear. <laughs> I'm going to stare at you through these blinds. Answer the phone. <laughs> what? It's me. I'm in the corner. Answer the phone. If 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 he can. Why would she need to answer the phone if... That's beyond the point. His presence is there. Okay, whatever. Um, uh, <laughs> but as I was saying earlier, he's best known for um, his music career, a big solo career, but he's his claim to fame is that there was a super group uh, during the 80s called Power Station. Never heard of it. Well, they performed at Live Aid with, with oh, Queen. With Queen? Um, same same thing. Yeah, yeah. There a right. lot of great bands, yeah. but he replaced Robert Palmer um, okay, as uh, as the singer in that. Um, his uh, he's been kind of quoted in saying that uh, for this movie that he sort of based his character uh, around kind of like David Bowie. All right. And after watching it, uh, rewatching yeah, I, I got, it, I get that. Yeah, I he's got sort sense. of this uh, kind of. Uh, Ethni- uh, I almost said ethnicity <laughs> and eccentricity about him that is very, uh, very David Bowie. It's very unique, yeah. Which is hard to channel to David Bowie, of course. I would love to channel David Bowie. We should, uh, we should get a, a Ouija board and uh, and get him uh, back up and running. The world uh, sorely misses your music, Mister Bowie. Record another song? Like what is this? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, like that. Or, I mean, what, what would you have David Bowie do if he came back from the dead? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably not eat me. Like he'd be a zombie, right? Okay. Well, I was thinking more in, in, like using a Ouija board, like and like bringing oh, the spirit back. Question? He's probably has somebody to answer his questions for him. You're like, hey, what's it like over <laughs> so, there? And okay, he goes, so he's all right. in the in the. <laughs> we're not even going to talk about this fucking movie. <laughs> um, so in the, you're telling me that in the afterlife, hey, Randy he, Quaid's he, in this. That actually is Jack Nance. <laughs> Jack Nance. Oh. It looks um, like Randy Quaid. Anybody who uh, knows uh, the namesake of this podcast, which is Rants from the Black Lodge, for those of you who have stumbled across this, um, the Black Lodge being uh, an entity from the TV show Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. well, Jack Nance was um, in so many things that uh, David Lynch has done over the years. But he was best known in uh, Eraserhead. Okay. Have you ever seen a razor head? Okay, a razor head is fucking nuts. Um, good it, nuts it, or bad nuts? Good, good and bad. Oh, okay. It was it was shot over a really long period of time, and uh, Jack his his character's name is Henry Spencer, but right. uh, um, he he works in a racer factory. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's it's a weird movie, but he has this really like really big like pompadour, almost like, like Egon Egon and Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. I mean, it's this big like you know. Uh, An eraser-looking like, head. 
if yeah, if you can tr- kind of kind of draw those. Yes, very very kid <laughs> okay, and play. I got you. Both kid and play. Um, They're one but, person. Yeah, <laughs> they might as well be. No, who remembers them? That's really sad. I apologize, a kid and or play. If you're out there, um, <laughs> reach out to me, and I will I will make you feel special by remembering you in those wonderful, wonderful house party movies. But anyways, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> he. He had that hairstyle. He kept it for years yeah. because they shot this movie like when he had time, and it was so made just, over. But that's dedication to character. <laughs> but um, he was in a bunch of things. He was in a Breaker Breaker with Chuck fucking Norris. Right. Uh, he was in uh, Dune. He was in uh, Johnny Dangerously with Michael Keaton. Uh, City City Heat with uh, Clint Eastwood and Burt Reynolds. So I mean, that's like a the pretty co- big like. He's a he's co-actor, a really really good right. uh, character actor. He was in Blue Velvet um, and. Uh, what I consider to be uh, probably top five best performances in a movie. Blue Velvet? Ever. I've never seen that either. Oh, God. I'm not no, really no, I don't understand how, like, all you other members of the podcast crew, none of you have seen any of, you know, the great man's work. Yeah. You, you, I need to I'm, indoctrinate all of you about I'm David Lynch. I'm just saving them for, you know, post-apocalyptic. I got time. I'll just watch all the good ones. So you're in your post-apocalypse. There are still there's still electricity for you to be able to watch movies. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's not much of a post-apocalypse. I mean, there's no people, but it's just me and and a generator and and a TV and a VCR, a fucking Xbox. I don't know. But I'm watching these movies, right? And I'm in, I'm enjoying myself. A VCR and or an Xbox, you I mean, know, whatever. Put VHS tapes into an Xbox, unfortunately. That's true. We can make that happen. Uh, I think you have a better chance of finding these on DVD than you do on VHS. <laughs> like, I mean, we're you're in the post apocalypse, and <laughs> and there's a VHS rental store on the corner. The local, like, the local rental store's gonna be closed, of course. So if I don't have them. <laughs> There's no way for me to get them. The doors are locked. I'm not breaking that. It's broken glass. <laughs> so stupid. So fucking stupid. Um, uh, but um, Jack Nance, well, he was in the Blob remake. Um, he was in uh, Colors with Sean Penn and Robert Duvall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wild at Heart with uh, Nick Cage, uh, Laura Dern, Willem Dafoe. He was in 30 episodes of Twin Golly. Peaks as Pete Martell. His character is really pivotal in that show because he's the character who finds Laura Palmer and being that you've mm. never seen Twin Peaks or anything by David Lynch, you don't fucking know what I'm talking about. No clue. But it's it's like the first episode and Pete Martell, he just wants to go out and, and have a, you know, a nice day of fishing in the morning and he finds <laughs> Laura Palmer's body wrapped in plastic on the thing and that sets this whole, you know, crazy series of events into into motion. I'll have to watch it. Uh, he was also in uh, Fire Walk with me, uh, but his scenes were deleted. Lost Highway, another David Lynch movie. But the best movie he was ever in, and I would I would imagine that you'll come to an unanimous decision with me, mm-hmm. was that he was in Secret Agent Club with um, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> all right, I got you. Gr- greatest I'm, movie of all time. I'm with you now. So uh, a lot of drinking and driving in this movie here. Well, it was the 80s. <laughs> uh, that was not as... Uh... You can always tell it's an 80s movie if everybody, or at least half the people in the room, have sunglasses on. They don't take off when they walk inside. For one, they're either really high and they don't want everybody to know it, or they're really high and they want everybody to know it. So, either way. <laughs> He's got a six-pack hanging from the back of the fucking motorcycle. Yeah, here. like, who... Who drive? I mean, 
it's a movie. I don't know why I'm uh, like uh, getting so uh, so ramped up. Uh, the 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 guy here with the goggles, he's had an incredible career as well. His name's Scott Thompson. In this movie, he's playing the character of Mike. Um, he was in Smokey and the Bandit, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Police, Police Academy 1, 2, 3, one of my all-time favorite movies, RoboCop. Um, and, uh, here's, here's my one, here's my one connection, uh, one person connection directly to Ghostbusters, because I always connect these movies back to Ghostbusters. He was in The Couch Trip with Dan Aykroyd, so. Alright. All right. Yeah, there you go. This is Toad Boy, like. Yes, Toad Boy! Very unique character here. He's probably actually schizophrenic, but they just think he's messing with him. That's usually the case. Uh, Toad Boy is played by Ralph Seymour. Um, his, his actual name is Mark, but they, they call him Toad Boy. I'm Toad Boy. Not exactly sure why. Uh, he was in Just Before Dawn, Meatballs Part 2, Fletch, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, uh, Killer Party, Empire of the Sun with a young Christian Bale. It's a weird. That's an odd, yeah, yeah weird combination. An odd spectrum of of movies. Uh, but he was in Rain Man, which uh, won four Oscars uh, with Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman. And here we have a very young Mariska Hargitay making her screen debut as Donna. This is her first film role. Uh, and actually, another uh, early film role she had uh, was in Freddy's Nightmares. Are you for, familiar with? Uh, that show? I've seen a couple of them, but nothing too much. Uh, well, it, it was like Tales from the Crypt or, you know. Yeah, it didn't last it, very long. Either. It was like a like a season, two mm-hmm. seasons. Um, but she's in one of the episodes that's actually based around Freddy. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of cool. So she started out in the horror genre. Yeah. And I guess you could like kind of full circle in, a, in like a more Into realistic horror. Yeah. I mean, she's... She was also in a... She's also been in movies with David Hasselhoff, and uh, she's in a movie with Kenny Rogers. Gambler yeah, Five. she's a Gambler Five, um, playing for keeps. <laughs> Glad we're on the same page as there. Uh, she was in Lake Placid, so I mean, like horror has been like a like a constant thing, and the scariest thing, obviously, being uh, Kenny Rogers' face. <laughs> this, this was pre this is before the pre yeah. uh, pre surgery, but it was still kind of scary. Well, you, know, um, you just have to. He, he knows when to hold him. Yeah. Knows when to fold them, uh, and by fold them like those wrinkles, because he wants his face to look like it's been uh, stretched, r- good and uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> a, like a Kenny pelt. Rogers. I'm just, hey, Will Sasso. Hey, I'm Kenny Rogers. This is a jackass. Kenny Rogers. This is the back catching my teeth. We're gonna do it. We'll play the game. We drink a whole jug of milk. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think that's actually how Kenny Rogers is in real life. Kenny Rogers is nothing Will like Sasso that. Will knew him, and he's like, he was my neighbor when I was a kid, and he just imitates what he saw every night. Oh, my God. Uh, a- did, did, you, uh, did you ever eat uh, Kenny Rogers uh, Roasters Chicken Place? <laughs> no. I didn't know it was an actual place. I just thought it was a Seinfeld joke. Oh, my Does God. Does it really I mean, exist? I, yeah, yeah. He oh, had I've never he, seen it. I don't know if, they, if, if it's still in business or not, but... Um, <laughs> I would hope so. It was a chain of uh, chicken restaurants. I thought it was a joke made up for Seinfeld. No, I, I've ate it one. It was really good. It's kind of like Popeyes, I guess, would be mm. the closest uh, similar similar kind of uh, food. But better. I you know it was so long ago. I don't know that I could really say it was better because I fucking love Popeyes. I mean, chicken's chicken. All right, all right. Well, the- let, me, let me let me tell you a story about Popeyes. All right. 
uh, where we live, uh, we're in Sevierville, Tennessee, and uh, a few years ago, it's been maybe about a you know seven eight years ago when mm-hmm. Popeyes first opened around here. Um, well, I was working at the newspaper at the time, and me and the the gentleman who is now the editor, we we went to there when they first opened. I'm not. We may have been to in, the grand opening. Of yeah, we, we we may have been invited. Uh, I'm not. I can't remember. It's Popeyes been, Chicken invited you to their opening. Well, we got invited to stuff like that a lot, so oh, they the would, so we oh, would okay, write gotcha, stuff gotcha. about it. Okay. Well, anyways, we're in there when <laughs> we're in line. Yeah. And we're maybe like three from the the cash register. All right. And there is this guy. You, did you ever see the uh, the two the two fat twin dudes Riding that the rode, motorcycles? Yeah. Yeah. This guy looked just like that, but he was in a jazzy scooter, and he's like, <laughs> got an inhaler. <laughs> Hello. I, I was raised on Popeyes. <laughs> and I just turned around and left. This I was incredibly close to your Kenny Rogers. It is, it is, it, it, okay, maybe they were very similar. <laughs> but but I had to I had to turn around and leave because I didn't want to laugh at the guy. But <laughs> what I wanted to say is like, no fucking joke. Your fucking saddlebag ass is dragging the ground. You you look like you you leak diabetes. You he's fat just, fuck. He's big boned. <laughs> Uh, yeah, his bones were very soft and flabby, if that's the case. No disrespect oh, to the random guy from Popeye's opening eight years ago. Dude, if he, you're listening dude, to this. If random dude from Popeye's is still alive, um, uh, you find me. Uh, I don't know if, how you would remember me, but find me and I'll I'll buy you a meal at Popeye's. Okay. It'll probably be your last one because I can imagine you're you going to have too many He probably has a podcast. More. He's talking about this right now, too. He's probably like, hey... Hey, there was one time that I was at Popeye's, and there was a skinnier guy, but he was still kind of chubby, and, and I said I was raised on Popeye's, and he left, so I got more food because blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Fuck you, fat it fuck. All, it all comes full circle in life. <laughs> this, uh, our, our our lead actor, his name is uh, Peter Leopis. I believe that's how it's pronounced. He's playing the character of Jonathan Graves. Um, he reprises his role in Ghoulies 4. But not in Ghoulies two or three, which is kind of strange because he, he Ghoulies, ran out of money. He just need the money, so he's, oh, I, that's I, probably true. I mean, maybe, maybe that's true. I, I don't, I don't really know. But I'm starting to think this guy's just blind. The guy with the like, goggles. <laughs> one, he was driving. Two, he's drunk. If he's blind, that's just the trifecta of please don't get in a car and, and do anything. He uh, he gets around pretty well for a, for a blind dude. Oh my god, he's Daredevil. That's exactly. <laughs> This is the best. This uh, the original Daredevil film where <laughs> where they summon little little uh, frog and uh, cat demons and uh, he just he uses echolocation. You just can't hear it. It's subatomic. What? Okay, this is a, a talking point that has nothing to do with this movie. Why? Why isn't Daredevil Batman? Why isn't Daredevil? Because he's blind. I mean, no, I'm saying that it would make more sense for him to be Batman. For him to be Batman, the why? Daredevil. Because bats use echolocation, and he uses his yeah, but uh, you don't walk up to window his like, radar ah! and like <laughs> yeah, but he there's uses, the toaster. But he uses his radar sense. It's a yeah, similar principle. Clicking. That would make sense, but Batman wouldn't look. It would look weird in red. So I, I'm not for it. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no one saying he had to wear red. I mean, originally, by the way, I, Stan Lee just died. Isn't that like the worst thing that could happen? Ironically. 
Ben Affleck has played both Daredevil and Batman, though, so... And he killed Stan Lee because of it. Eh, not gonna say. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's one of the few people that have done both DC and Marvel movies. Uh, Ron Reynolds, the Green Lantern, and how many Deadpool. how many uh, actors uh, uh, have bo- done both Marvel and DC Jake, movies? Jake, no, 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 no. Okay, I mean, it's a rhetorical okay, question. Okay. But how many, even less, have done both and done both well? Um, that's true. Uh, Josh Brolin is the only one I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, J.K. Simmons was in. He's in. He's in Spider Man, and now he's going to play. Apparently, the new Batman movie he's going to play. Uh, Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. So. Jacked Commissioner Gordon. So. So he's yeah he's moving over to DC as well, but uh yeah let, let, let's let's get back on track. We uh, we we are we are watching Ghoulies. I mean that's probably not evident by what we're you know the, what we're talking about. What we're talking about, but um, Jeffrey Combs, uh, best known for his role in Reanimator and From Beyond, and uh, as uh, Wayun from uh, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, uh, he auditioned for the role of Jonathan Graves, and unfortunately for whatever reason. He didn't get the role, and as big as this movie was at the time, I it is sort of forgotten, I guess, maybe in in horror circles. Uh, I, I know this for a fact it's because not as well known as the rest. Of yeah, because we always get you know, kind of gauge reaction from like how many people out of the gate are going to be downloading the podcast by how many people answer questions. Now, don't get me wrong, we got a bunch of fan questions for this episode, <laughs> but man, they are off the fucking rails of shit not having to do with ghoulies. What does Kenny Rogers have to do with the ghoulies, right? Well, nothing. Exactly. Um, and everything. So are these puppets? <clears throat> are these like, is this animatronics they're doing here? Uh, they're, how do, are these they're, ghoulies they're, pu- they're puppets. Little raccoon looking rat. They're Ghoulies. puppets, uh, they're, and they're, just, there there are a few, and uh, in this movie, are there any anima- like are they animatronically anything, or is this just puppets? They're just uh, to my knowledge, they're they're uh, they're probably simple mechanisms in them, but they're for the most part they're just so, they're just is, puppeted. Eighty five. That's not. They're not too bad about the you know, animatronics and stuff like that nowadays. It's a really really uh, gaggy jump scare with the. The Joker-looking uh, <sighs> clown coming out of the. If I were just looking at that, that would scare me. So I, I don't blame this guy for, you know, being scared when it popped out at him. The 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 special effects in this movie were were helmed by a few different people, um, all all of which are mainstays and staples of the genre. Uh-huh. Uh, John Carl Beekler, uh, uh, pretty much during the '80s, you know, he's probably top three, you know. Of the genre, the good ones. special effects artist. Yeah. Um, he he worked on Trancers, Hard Rock Zombies, <clears throat> which is one of my favorite good, so bad it's good horror movies. <laughs> yeah. um, Hard Rock Zombies is a movie where a rock band gets killed by Hitler, and they come back from the dead to get revenge on Hitler and his werewolf children. What? Or no, sorry, his midget. Zombie children and his wife Ava Braun is a werewolf, something like that. It's a terrible movie, but it's, it's but it's a awesome. Lot going on, uh, he worked on Troll, Terror Vision, From Beyond, Dolls, uh, Ghoulies, Ghoulies Two, Ghoulies Three. He actually directed Ghoulies Three. Um, can't really give him positive credit <laughs> for that. <laughs> he worked on the Garbage Pail Kids movie, which, despite the fact it being one of the worst pieces of shit you'll ever see, the effects in that movie are really good. 
they're the, the garbage pail kids are terrifying. It's gonna have so it's exactly. It's like one of those. Oh, it's scary, but it's not supposed to be. You're just <laughs> freaking out because you have a a doll thing. Help. Uh, he worked on prison, um, cellar dweller, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street four, uh, and Freddy's Dead, uh, Halloween four, Halloween six, uh, Bride of Reanimator, Demonic Toys, Carnosaur, Scanner Cop, Hatchet, Mausoleum, Deathstalker. I mean, and that's just the stuff that he did the special effects on. He's also uh, a fairly uh, well known, fairly well known director. Yeah. He did uh, Troll, Ghoulies three, as I stated before. Friday Thirteenth Part Seven. That's probably what he's best known for. And he also did the uh, he did Part Seven. Yeah, uh, he I did the know that. he did the iconic uh, uh, Jason makeup uh-huh. from that movie. So that's probably okay. what he's best known for. Um, Cleve Hall. Uh, he had a, a sci-fi channel reality show called Monster Man. I love that show, and of course, it didn't go beyond a single season. It's always but, the good ones that never that never make it past. It'll be, you're the only one that likes it. Yeah, I know. So it I'm, make I'm, it the, I'm the weird kid that was like, oh my god, I need this show to continue on. Nope, cancel. Done. Uh, he worked on um, Buckaroo Banzai, which is one of the the cult movies of all time. Peter Weller, Jeff uh, Goldblum. Ah, um, oh, crap. What was his name? Uh, from th- guy from uh, Third Rock from the Sun, John Lithgow. He's in that movie. Oh, okay. Uh, he was in the Dungeon Master. Oh, I was about to say French Stewart. I was like, French Stewart was in that movie. No. No. <laughs> Not yet. No. Wait for the reboot. Uh, he worked on the Dungeon Master, Troll, Terror Vision, Demon Wind. He he looks like if the Undertaker stopped caring about himself. <laughs> Started living under a bridge for a while. He He's a very, very spooky looking guy. Like, you Eating can tell he's... He may eat horse meat, I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, Cleve, if you uh, happen to... I'm friends with your daughter on Facebook. I'll ask her, um, and I'll make sure to credit Mr. Kelly... For uh for the question and he can did send you eat all his, horse meat? Did do do you or have you at any point ever eaten horse meat? Horse meat? <laughs> okay, I don't know what that has to do with anything. Um, now the biggest name, special effects wise, who worked on this movie is Howard Berger. He's the B in K and B effects. Okay. Um. Right now, um, he's working on The Walking Dead, and he's worked with them like since the the very beginning. But that I mean that is the, the skim of the surface of the, what this guy's known his for. Career. Um, Wishmaster from Dust Till Dawn, Night of the Creeps, Day of the Dead, uh, The Walking Dead, what I just named, Invasion USA, which me and Fat Fuck Scott are going to be watching tomorrow. <laughs> At the time we're recording this, um, fuck you, Scott. We're yeah, fuck you, Scott. Uh, we're two days. Uh, away from Thanksgiving. And uh, Fat Fuck Scott and I are going to have a little tradition from now on, the uh, day before Thanksgiving, is we're going to watch canon action movies. Fuck so yeah. we're going to be watching Invasion USA, starring the great Chuck fucking Norris. Um, uh, Evil Dead 2, worked on that. Creepshow 2. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, 5, yeah. um, New Nightmare, 976 Evil... House 3, which is also known as The Horror Show, Bride of Reanimator, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Tales from the Dark Side, Misery, People Under Stairs, Army of Darkness, Maniac Cop 3, Scream, In the Mouth of Madness, and Sin City. So, I mean, he's ran the entire gamut. And that, I mean, that that's like the genre movies. I didn't even name, like, the mainstream things he's done, because he's, this, K&B has done a big career, yeah. everything. If you see special effects in a, in a million dollar, like, tentpole movie, K and B more than likely is 
in some capacity doing mm. effects for it. I'm gonna let's ask a couple of questions. Um, I had I have a question that's specific for you. Um, I thought maybe you'd be interested in 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 answering I'll, because I'll not it's it not di- it's not directed towards me. This is a question is specifically a question for, you, okay. for you. Um, when you pissed the bed, why did you blame it on my daughter? Even though you're a grown ass man, and that's coming from your fiance Jennifer Pilkington. What? <laughs> why the fuck? All right, look, I'm be I'll be completely honest here. I pissed the bed one night because I had too much to drink. Sure enough, I wake up and her daughter is laying in between us. So I just slide off the bed and I pull her over. Oh my god! I try to so play you, this so, off. So you piss the bed and you blame it on this is, you blame it on a child. This is the worst part about it. I woke up and switched sides, laid down next to Jennifer, wait for her to discover that the bed was wet, and she's like, "But Jaden's dry," and I'm like, "That's that's really weird." And then I had to fess up. Do you, do you have to wear um, adult it diapers? One, it was a one-time deal. Oh, okay. It was a one-time deal. Um, I also have another question from Jennifer. Um, Jennifer, you suck, by the way. <laughs> Jennifer, he loves you so much, and he only he's only marrying you because I bullied him into doing so. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> She'll never listen to the podcast. <laughs> you know, If you're not going to listen to it, why? Why, why the fuck would she? I hear um, every episode. Whatever. This is a quote. <laughs> <laughs> quote me in like three months. Uh, uh, I heard uh, them all. All right. What? What the fuck ever. Anyways, this is from Jennifer as well. Oh, Why do you never say thank you when I shave your back? What? Should I ever shave my back? Well, if she asked the question. I'm assuming. I, what do you got? Like you I got like? I uh, don't have a, a, a sweater. This is not eight crazy nights. This is not. Well, one of those your situations. back. I mean. You can't see it because uh, obviously I can see my back in a mirror, but uh, no, she's never shaved my back. But if she did, I would be very grateful to her for that. Um, well, it's real personal here. I I just I, I don't know. Like it, it is. Does your back? Does it look like B. Arthur's knuckles? I'm still I'm still on this pissing the bed. Why? Well, that, was, that was one of my dark secrets. No one ever was. <laughs> That I piss in bed and blame well, this the kid. Is, this is what you get, Judd. This is what you fucking get for blowing me off all the all this, gonna, these three fucking weeks. We could have recorded this podcast back in fucking October like I wanted to. It's been a busy month for me. Oh, like, oh, and like October isn't busy for me. I found time for you. I found time for you. And what do you do? You piss on my hospitality. Also, I let you on my podcast. Also piss I make on you a bed. A, so. I, <laughs> it's true. All right, we're even. <laughs> Damn it. Well, can't go back to work. Can't go out in public, so it's like I'm gonna be a hermit now. Oh well that's Bed pissing hermit. Well you got a fucking house to do it in now, so that's that works out well. <laughs> it's true. Uh Ghoulies was directed by Luca Bracovi. Um he's he's done a few things. He's he's actually acted in more things than he's he's directed. But uh he he directed uh, a movie called Rockula. The 400-year-old vampire that hadn't been laid. Is that the right one I'm thinking of? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he can't, like, he has to, he's, he's in he, some curse, he can't, yeah. He can't have sex. I mean, I've, I, actually, <laughs> I, why would you name him Rockula? He's about to Rockula your world? Oh, like, because he, that, cause like, he's in a band. Well, is, why, why, he's in a band, but he can't have sex. Like, 
Oh well, yeah, that sounds like hell. Like, like I mean, like your your whole your creature whole, of the night. Your whole gimmick is you know like you know I mean you want to be in a band for the for the poonanner <laughs> at least at least in some in some form or fashion. Like you only play at night though. That's the thing. Well, what, what kind of concerts play during the day? Know, that's some that's weird, probably, some lame grandma shit. Probably Kenny Loggins or. One I'm of pretty. I'm Hollow Notes, probably. No, dude, don't even t- don't you fucking dare talk shit about Hollow Notes. Whoa, here she comes. She She's coming. a man eater. She's not coming because Rocky Lou can't have sex. <laughs> All I'm saying. Four hundred years, this guy's mad as fuck. Uh, yeah, but Daryl Hall, he slays slays Poon like he had to shed a fucking. Uh, I don't know, you throw me off. You throw me off track, brother. Uh, back to Luko Brakovi. Uh, he uh, he. In addition to directing Ghoulies and Rockula, he also wrote those movies. But he acted in uh, Parasite, Frightmare, Clean and Sober with Michael Keaton, and Pacific Heights, which is strange because that's another like combination of like these. Some of these actors have worked with Michael Keaton, and a couple of these actors have worked with Clint Eastwood. It's just strange that like how it really is like such a small world even though i mean there are thousands and thousands of working actors in hollywood mm. everybody in one form or function has worked with everybody through mm. some through somebody else that's true they're all connected <clears throat> they are all connected speaking of being all connected the producer of this movie uh charles band uh there we actually have a question that I'll, I'll go to the after after I read this uh, his bio right here. Charles Band may be you know top three like producers of all time, and I'm I'm speaking strictly from a uh, volume, mm. uh, but but also in like rememberability. I, I can't really say quality because a lot of these these are lower budgeted B movies. But that's what we're here for. We we like you know things with a little more ridiculousness to them. <laughs> ridiculousness, yeah. Um, but I mean, he's done so much, uh, and I'm not gonna like break down like you know what he's directed, what he's produced. This is just movies he's been involved with. Um, Parasite, Trancers, uh, the whole series, like Puppet Master movies, subspecies films, uh, the Doll Man movies, Demonic Toys, Bad Channels, Tourist Trap, Terror Vision, From Beyond, Dolls, Creepazoids, uh, Prison, Sorority Babes, In the Slime, Bola Rama, and Fuck Me Running. As soon as I can get a copy of that, we're doing that on this fucking podcast because it's amazing. <laughs> All right. Um, me and you, uh, Cellar Dweller, uh, Robot Jocks, Evil Bong, Ginger Dead Man. His, I know, like those are movies that like not everybody has seen, seen, but genre fans know those movies like the back of my hand. That that list right there, that was my that was like my middle school years of of, like going into a video store. And picking out these these B yeah type it, movies. strictly because they had really awesome cover art you yeah. know VHS cover art is it's all about it, the cover art 
Well, it's the first movies, thing you see. It is true, but like movies don't have that same style it's anymore. True. Like I'd rather, everything, I'd rather look at a photo than read the back of it to see what it's about. That well, you, like there's the old adage: you can't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a movie <laughs> by its poster. <laughs> That's not definitely that is definitely not true. Um, and '80s movies, uh, genre movies especially, are the perfect example because um, a movie could have like the this really awesome hand painted, beautiful poster and then the the shit inside is just you know garbage terrible ghoulies is not a bad movie i just want to put point that out um gets a bad rap i don't even think it gets a bad rap necessarily Uh, it's i think it's just been uh unfortunately forgotten all right let me find this question there's so many movies out there about you know little creature you got gremlins then you got ghoulies and there's just so many of them okay um this is from Danny Rainbows that I that I mentioned earlier at Danny Rainbows. We love you so much. Thank you very much. Um, and the the reason I even got this question, uh, me and the other members of the Ran Army, mm-hmm. not including Judd, you didn't you didn't come on this trip with us, but we went to see. Uh, what happened when live with Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson? We were in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, at uh, the Comedy Zone. And we keep seeing this guy, and and I look over to Stank Dick Eddie. And I'm like, dude, that looks like Danny Rainbows, and and Eddie's like, I, it does, but I don't think it's him. So, anyways, we kind of snuck a picture of him and tweeted him. It's like, hey, Danny Rainbows, is this you? And he was like, maybe. Uh, and then like DM me. So you and see was, him all the way to North Carolina. Yeah, That's the yeah, and he lives. I think he lives in Arizona. He came all the way from Arizona. Well, I, well no, I don't think he was actually wrestling in the area. Oh, and you know me, obviously, big wrestling. He's he's uh-huh. a wrestler, so I mean, he loves the business and the and, and everything. I know, I know. When we talk about wrestling, like half of you like want to blow your fucking brains out because it's not your thing. But we're all a bunch <laughs> of fucking wrestling marks. Um, anyways, this question comes from Danny Rainbows. Who is the best genre producer, Roger Corman or Charles Band? Now. I I made a a list of like their respective like the big things they were <laughs> respectively cre- uh, created for. And I'm not really big on producers. I don't really pay attention to all that. Well, okay, well I I will, I will I will gladly handle the reins of this. Um and when I first heard the the question, it was so clear to me like who I was going to pick. Yeah. But after, like, putting them side by side, I mean, it's not as cut and dry as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But I know I listened just basically a lot of these movies just a minute ago, but we'll do it again. Damn it, that's what you're here for. It's for Danny Rainbows. For God, Danny goddamn Rainbows. Um, Charles Band. These are just a handful of movies he's responsible for, you know, producing. Laser Blast, Tur- Tourist Trap, Parasite, Metal Storm, Ghoulies, Ghoulies 2, Trancers, From Beyond, Troll, Terrorvision, the, the Puppet Master movies, uh, Doll Man, Demonic Toys, the Subspecies movies. And here's Roger Corman. Big Bad Mama, Death Race 2000, Eaten Alive, Grand Theft Auto, Piranha, Rock and Roll High School, Battle Beyond the Stars, Humanoids from the Deep, Galaxy of Terror, uh, uh, Saturday the 14th, Slumber Party Massacre Series, Death Stalker Series, Suburbia, Hard Bodies, Barbarian Queen, Frankenstein Unbound, House of Usher, Pit in the Pendulum, The Raven, Dimension 13, Mask of the Red Death. God damn it, Roger Corman has made every fucking movie I love! <laughs> 
Mask of the Red Death is fucking amazing. Those Vincent Price movies, uh, the Poe movies from, from that time period, those those are unbeatable. Um, yeah, so I, as much as I, I love Charles Band and and the much as I love this movie, and I just don't think I can I can sway be swayed. Roger Corman is my is my answer now i know you're not you're not as as familiar as i am but i mean i mean just i mean look at the piece of paper that i have right here i mean like it's very one-sided it is it is well it's not as one side i mean there's there's maybe like eight movies more there and i mean that's this is just a drop in the bucket of of but it's got to be roger corman yeah um Speaking of of the band, uh, um, as in like the band brothers, uh, they're they're all they're all involved one one way or another. Um, Richard Band did the music for this movie. Uh, he also did Laser Blast, uh, House of. Uh, I got. I can't talk. I'll flush it because Danny fucking rainbows. Um, House on Sorority Row, Mutant with uh, Bo Hopkins. Uh, he did Reanimator, which I'm not even gonna fucking lie is just a blatant ripoff of Bernard Herrmann's score from Psycho, but it oddly works. It, uh, the the opening See, credits to uh, Reanimator. Uh, they, used, they used to give him band shit for for copying people and, and stuff in the '80s, but now now most people copy him with stuff, and it's that you know that's that's actually true. Um, synth scores have come back in fashion, so he's. Yeah, he's he's sort of like it's come, it's come full circle. If it, if it works, go with it. You know, uh, but he but he's also done Troll from Beyond Arena uh, Puppet Master, which I think Puppet Master is probably the one that, aside from Reanimator, he's best known for. Um, the boom boom boom. I know that's a really bad rendition. Uh, Castle Freak had the family. Good stuff. Um, the our our female lead of this movie who just. Uh, Stormed off, uh, Lisa Pelican. She plays the character of Rebecca. She uh, she played her her. Aside from this, the thing she's best known for is she played the young version of Julia in um in the movie Julia <laughs> from nineteen seventy seven. Won three Oscars. Uh, Jane Fonda, Vanessa Redgrave, Meryl Streep, Hal Holbrook. Just like. Balls of the wall stars and that thing. So like, is this is this a religion? This guy is because I don't understand. Never really explains a lot about it. Um, it's, it's sort just of like a, a bunch of odd like he's got a scepter and a robe and then it's, it's just really weird. It's like a demonic cult. These two uh, little people, they they haven't really done much. Uh, the the male, his name is uh, Peter Rish, and uh, his character name is Grizzle. Uh, he was a, he, yeah, grizzle, All right. like a like a bear. Yeah, like well, kind of. Grizzly <laughs> bears have paws, not hands. Oh Jesus! The, the people don't even know the convert the, the what you're bringing up right <laughs> Inside now. Inside joke. Okay, there's a girl I work with, or we both work with, and she's a vegetarian. And she made a comment like, you know, she wouldn't eat anything with hands. <laughs> and and so Jug goes on this whole big diatribe about like, well, blah blah blah. Animals don't have hands; they have paws. So you can you can eat a you can eat a fucking monkey, <laughs> and it'll be fine. And I made a point to like, no, a monkey has opposable thumbs, so that would be a hand, not a paw. A but, it, but it's but it's called a monkey's paw. God damn it, Jud! I'm just saying, you can eat a bear and be all right. You got the bright to bear arms. 
Oh God, it's <laughs> oh, so so bad. Um, the the female uh, little person that's Greget, and guess what she was in? Rockula. She was in. It's a it's a tight knit group. Tight knit group, man. Everybody's done something for somebody else. So and and, it's, and again, it just it doesn't explain anything about that. Like if they would go more in depth into what the fuck is going on, other than just a floating cup and these two little people just appearing in the side of this triangle. Well, I mean, like, I mean, it leaves it? you with a mystery, which is which is good. But what? I all, I don't under. Well, I mean, it, it is sort of strange that like you know he uses he light all these candles. Like, that's... <laughs> I would uh, I would imagine so. He says, "Baby, I'll be right back." It's three hours later, the candles are lit. Let's do this. Like, what? well, you know, if you actually pay attention to the story, he uh, he takes time off from school yeah. to to fix the house up, and she's off doing things. So while she's out gallivanting around candles. town, you know, he's he's cleaning and lighting candles, and he's just lighting candles. <laughs> <sighs> I, I love just... I love his Wolverine chops. Those are those are. They're pretty stout, man. But this is this must be some sort of medieval. I don't. It's, it's, it just still makes. They're yeah, they're uh, sense to me. They're Cobra Commander helmets. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra, <laughs> the devil, drink the cup. <laughs> oh, um, this this movie gets the rap that it's a rip-off of Gremlins because it came out in 1985 and Gremlins came out in 1984. Well, on paper that's true. Uh, the reality is uh, Charles Band and Stan Winston, mm. you know, legendary effects guy Stan Winston, had the idea of this movie a long time before it was ever made, or, or so they claim. And originally it was going to be called Beasties. And... <laughs> I, and, and you're not a great uh, title, yeah, not a great title, not, really. not a great title, but they, uh, you know, things just never, Stan Winston stayed busy all the time, and it's yeah. not that Charles Band didn't, um, but this was like the bur- uh, burgeoning uh, of Empire Pictures, mm-hmm. so f- he had done some stuff before, because I mean, like, he, he was successful in producing before this, but this was his go at like, okay, my my own entity and Stan Winston was off to the races by this point, so they didn't get to make the movie together. Um, God, I can only imagine like if Stan Winston had been on this movie, and that's not to demean anybody that m- worked on this movie creatively, but I mean, Stan Winston, one of the best effects guys of all time. The 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 general takeaway people have from this movie, and the the memorable thing is the ghoulie coming out of the toilet. Yeah. Well, originally he's got a lazy eye. That's that's not cool, man. Look, <laughs> that's not cool. He can't help it. The effects guy's like, damn it! Ah, <laughs> uh, you keep throwing me off track. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You throw me off Coming track. Coming out of the toilet. The shit ghoulie. The shit ghoulie. Um, which actually the supposed to be a, a frog or a toad. But originally, that scene wasn't even in the movie. Um, when they were coming up with an ad campaign. For the film, they, you know, they were kind of bouncing ideas back and forth with, uh, you know, the the guy who was going to be doing the uh, the 
the campaign for the movie, and I'm blanking on his name, but he was actually the guy who edited the original Star Wars trailer. All right. Uh, Gary Allen is his name. And they they were hanging out, and they were smoking weed, and, right. you know, kind of, you know, toked out of their mind. And he was like, Charles, I've, I've got it. This is this is your campaign. It's, it's a ghoulie coming out of a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and... And the tagline is, "They'll eat your ass." <laughs> and and Charles is like, "Are you are you fucking are you fucking with me?" Because Josh Hansen movie. Like, yes, yes. I know nobody will know who Josh Hansen is. He's sort of internet famous because uh, they were inter- He got interviewed on the news, and he was wearing a shirt that says "I eat ass." Uh, that's beside the point. <laughs> but obviously, he's like, "Man, there's no way I can get this." You know, advertising. <laughs> yeah, but. They settled on the a compromise. Billboards, I want it all. Yeah, It'll like, eat your ass. Yeah, that just wouldn't fly. It didn't. It wouldn't fly now. <laughs> no. But it. That's the ghoulie that comes out of the toilet. He's a cute little guy. Six pack, swole ass ghoulie just coming out. <laughs> just got done training for his boxing match. Like that's just like he looks like a fish. Is it racist that he that I find that he looks he Chinese? I was going to say it, but I didn't want to be that guy. Okay, so well, I'll be it. Send your hate tweets to me at Rance Black Lodge. So he's the Steven Seagal of the ghoulies. <laughs> <laughs> there he is again. Wait. No, no. I'm, I've, I I fear that the ghoulie may actually be able to do something. They, they seem motivated. Because he get put in a headlock and shit himself. After he but it, the point I was trying to make is that they came up with the idea that, okay, they'll get you in the end. Yeah. Which is the, the same message... And it's actually a clever play on words. The end. Now, when you were watching this movie for the first time, because you didn't, you didn't see this movie growing I'm up. I'm not. I, I saw this uh, like a week ago. Now, did you find it weird that they're all wearing sunglasses? Yeah, I wasn't really sure why they were wearing sunglasses, but I figured his eyes were green, but I'm not sure why everybody else was wearing them. Okay. The reason for this, and they started shooting the movie in 3D. It was going to have a gimmick uh, okay. to where anytime these characters put the 3D glasses on, it would go 3D. It would become 3D. Oh, okay. So this scene and a couple other scenes are actually in 3D, mm. but it became. I guess it was sort of like a combination of like budgetary issues and probably it's because you have to like the setup for 3D takes so much longer. And that's keep, really that's that's cool. I see what they're going for, but yeah, I didn't understand it at first, but. Now that you've said that, is he wearing two, two pairs of sunglasses? Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he has a smaller pair of goggles under his goggles. <laughs> but, but now that makes sense. I just thought it was because of his eyes. and they, He didn't want everybody to see the ghoulies that were at the table, but now it makes sense. Well, if you're wearing sunglasses, I don't think that's really going to block the ghoulies out. Well, I, that's true. Well, Here, let's, uh, let's ask some more, tell, ask some more questions. I have a, I have a multitude, like I said before, and I think we're just going to knock these out because right, we're so many of them, and some of these are good, and some of these are ridiculous. I've already had my ridiculous questions. So. <laughs> no, no, you haven't. Awesome. It gets it, it. The ones maybe specific to you. Um, <laughs> this this question comes from Ben Hopkins, and I want to shout out to Ben. Ben was one of the original people. To really become a fan of this show, thank you, Ben. Uh, every time you send me messages, it's it's nice. I appreciate the nice things you have to say and the encouraging words. Um, eternal question: Ghoulies versus critters versus gremlins. 
What Ghouls are you? versus Critters versus Gremlins. It's a tough one. I like Critters growing up. I always thought that was kind of a cool, a cool thing. There. <sighs> well, gr- both gr- gr- well, cr- Gremlins got two thumbs up from mm. Ebel, uh, Ebel, Josh Ebel, uh, <laughs> J- uh, fucking uh, um, Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel. Yeah. Um, the sequels did not, but it was a critically praised movie because it was sort of a satirical mm. thing on like it's three sci-fi. different stories, but. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna have to give it to uh, Critters. That was my, I liked it growing up. I'm gonna with Gremlins in a close second, a really close. Ah uh, man, I they both multiply crazily. I mean, like in a in a fight, I, I'm pretty in a sure. Fight, I'm pretty Gremlins sure. Like attack them, yeah. Yeah. Movie wise, I just well actually, you know what? No, no, Critters are world destroyers. I'm gonna go Critters. Well, so they're aliens, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Gremlins are just, I guess, part of the Asian culture. I'm not sure. I never. What? You never really get a back. You never really get a backstory <laughs> in that. You, just, you go to Chinatown. You get a gremlin. Only feed it once. Okay. Okay. At first, I was like, "What the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> Where do they come from? You don't Mo- know. They're they just exist. They're called mogwais. Mogwais. Yeah. Um. All right. <laughs> who's Who's your favorite ghoulie? That's from Fat Tony. Let's break it down. We have the toad ghoulie, mm-hmm. which is the one that comes out of the toilet. Got the rat bastard ghoulie. You have the rat ghoulie. You have the cat ghoulie. Um, did I say bat? No, I don't think you have, so. You have the bat ghoulie. You get the three foot tall ghoulie. What? There's like the really tall one in there. Looks like the slime beast or whatever. That's from Ghoulies too. I might have seen Ghoulies too. Then, hey, what's up? <laughs> the one yeah, they they summon it to eat the Ghoulies and Ghoulies too. Possesses the. I think there are four ghoulies. Uh, the, the the toad or the frog, yeah. the the cat, the rat, and the bat. <laughs> Alright. Which one's your favorite? I'm going to have to go with the uh, the swole little one. Looks like he's he just got done working out. The little one that comes out so, of the toilet. The toilet one, yeah. You know, I think that's probably the one that most people would say. I'm going to say the cat one because... He makes some of the funniest expressions. It, it always looks like he's enjoying himself, and I really appreciate that yeah. in a performer. Yeah. Meet Rocket 8. Meet Rocket 8. Nobody will get... Look that up, everybody. Go to Google and type in Meet Rocket 8. You'll get a really, no, really actually, good... Actually, don't go to Google and type that in. <laughs> You'll get some, get some uh, interesting uh, options. Um... <sighs> No, you, uh, you may have seen Ghoulies 2, but, uh, but uh, you probably haven't seen Ghoulies 3 or Ghoulies 4. But this question is, which movie do you prefer? Ghoulies 1 or 2? 3 is not an option. That's from Fat Tony. <laughs> I'm going to uh, <laughs> probably 1. Cause it's, it's... Growing up, Ghoulies 2 was not just my favorite Ghoulies movie, but it was like one of my favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. And being that I work in a year-round haunted house, Ghoulies Two, the setting is at a carnival, and they have a you know a dark ride, not a dark ride, mm-hmm. but a you know like a mobile haunted house they take from place, place to place to called Satan's Den. So that always really appealed to me. Um, but going back now, like it's it's this movie. I I, I love the the the. The demonic aesthetic to it, and uh, Michael DeBarge—he's—he's—he's he's, he's awesome. They don't look demonic, though. You know, they just look like these little creatures that okay that you find somewhere. You got to think. Prior to 1984, uh, there was no PG-13 yeah. rating. Um, Twelve seconds of this movie had to be cut to get 
a PG-13 rating. Mm. Now, a lot of people would ask, well, why would you do that? Because most people want R-rated horror movies, and I agree with that. Yeah. But this is a low-budget movie. It didn't have super... Yeah, but it it didn't have super-wide distribution. Yeah. And having a a slightly lesser rating meant more people could see this movie. It also means that... Uh, you couldn't show R-rated movie trailers during the day mm. on television. So this movie blew up because it was see. aimed at a slightly younger audience. Um, the ad campaign of of you know they and the the commercial and the the, the, the print ad mm. of the ghoulie coming out of the toilet. Um, was a big hit, obviously. It's what people remember from the movie. They'll eat but your ass. It, they'll eat your ass. But it's also sort of one of the, the funniest things about um, the... It was a backlash. Okay. Um, they had thousands of people write them, um, basically saying, like, my kid will not use a toilet now <laughs> because your fucking movie has some scared... A ghoulie's going to bite their... to get their ass eaten? Yeah, going to get their fucking butthole bit. <laughs> and I, I, that's hilarious to me. And they got pressure, like, saying, like, okay, we have a couple options. We can keep things as is and piss off, you know, X, Y, and Z people, and they won't come see the movie. But they probably weren't going to come see the movie anyways. <laughs> or we can alter a campaign... And alienate the audience we probably would have. So they said, fuck it. And they just left it as is. And it's one of the the most successful ad campaigns for a, for a horror movie. Like, really, of all time. Uh, I think the, the one off the top of my head, probably the most successful ad campaign ever for a horror movie. Probably the Blair Witch Project. Back in was it like ninety nine? Mm. First, first movie to really use the internet as its driving force. But as far as like traditional ad marketing, I can't really think of a, a horror movie that was probably promoted better than Ghoulies. All right, next question. This also comes from Fat Tony. Fat Tony, thank you for uh, submitting quite a few questions. Um, do you think making the Ghoulies cute helped or hurt the movie? Ah. Like I said, if they're advertising towards kids, you don't want it to be too scary. Well, I don't know if they're necessarily advertising towards but kids. In but in a friendlier manner, of course, that, that would kind of be the opposite that direction. That teenage if you, demographic. If you make them look, you know, even worse. If you're PG-13, you're going to have a PG-13-looking creature. You're not going to have this, you know, rated R-looking creature in a PG-13 movie. That's just stupid. I... In my opinion. To me, I, in, as someone who saw this as a kid... Um, that right there, <laughs> he he was he, he was the scariest part of the movie. Um, the ghoulies to me were just the, the set dressing. They're the the fun little things that so kind of tie the, the story together. It's the same, I believe, it was a nineteen eighty four, nineteen eighty five thriller came out. Eighty four. That was eighty four. So it was a year before. Same kind of concept of, of of makeup and look, which is you know that zombie type, really creepy. But that's what I think when I look at that guy. Not not her. Like, I don't think of her when I look at that guy. Um, I I think having the the ghoulies be kind of cute helped the movie. Um, and especially from adult eyes, because I look at them and I'm like, oh my god, I just I want to. You wanna, want one? I want I want that cat ghoulie so fucking bad because he's he's funny. 
put put him some little suspenders on him and take him to fucking Walmart. I don't know. <laughs> Give him a room in your house. <laughs> nah, I don't know about that. What is it? He, he can have he can have a, a, a part of the closet. He can have a corner. All right. This this is where it starts getting a, a little strange with <laughs> with the questions. <laughs> this is from Fat Tony as well. Which ghoulie is the most fuckable? <laughs> between all the ghoulies? Yeah, between all of them. Well, uh, the the Asian one's gonna fight me if I try to fuck it. Probably <laughs> the cat will. I bite love that me. we've just the, we, the the Asian one. The cat will the cat will probably bite my dick. I'm gonna go with the bat one because he probably won't see it coming. Yeah, the, he'll the, hear it before he sees the, it. The the bat's got the those DSLs. <laughs> Big sucking lips. <laughs> but, uh, thank you for clarifying, uh, j- just in case nobody knew what sure, DSLs yeah, were. That that's what it was. And some... Okay. <laughs> it's also upside down, which would make it easier to hit that 69 position. <laughs> right? anyway, that's what everybody's looking for. You ever gone down on a bat? You ever what? 20 questions. Have you ever gone down on a bat? <laughs> you about to. You heard it here first. First first podcast to first ever had. 69 a bat. What's up, man? <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> We're going to be coming back to ridiculous questions. Um, uh, T- Titty Flip and Travis asked a question I pretty much already answered, which is uh, why didn't they shoot for an R rating? Well, I mean, they did have an R rating, but they edited 12 seconds out of the movie to get that PG-13. And because it was this new rating and it was kind of targeted that in-between, kind of the tween teenage mm. Uh, age group. Well, there's your answer. Travis's next question is, um, "How big is a ghoulie's dick?" Big enough. <laughs> Get the job done. <laughs> well, do you think like the different ghoulies have like different like, size penises? Like it's ratioed correctly. Because if you look at them, like I, I don't see any hanging. Uh, okay, you got to compare dangling the parsibles. Asian, as, as we called it, the Asian ghoulie looks like he has a human anatomy, so his dick would be same ratioed as a human dick, right? Well, it, but but it's not there. Is, is, also, does it suck inside like of him? Like a bat dick, it would be the same size as a normal bat dick. You'd figure, right? But our ghoulies. Well, even how big humans? is a bat dick? Big, I, I don't know. I've never seen well, a bat well, dick. You're the one uh, promoting 69ing a bat. So, I mean, one would think you would know what a bat I mean, dick size is. It's, it's enough. <laughs> it's enough. Like, I'm not sure. I, I'm going to have to go and research bat dicks now. Like, Okay, well, I I, I know I know that uh, cats, their, their penises have, a, a you know, of a size that is... I know, I know nothing about cat, cat size. Dicks, please continue. <laughs> Cat size. Cat size dick. Uh, I'm just going to go with, I'm going to say four. That's all I'm going to say. Just four. <laughs> just four. You, you infer whatever you need to, to make that. You'll be infer if you keep asking. Like, what up? Like, uh, this question comes from Stank Dick Eddie. Why did you choose this movie for November? Well, the easy answer is that I didn't choose it for November. Um, this was actually going to be our January show. Or... Or later in the year. I mean, I'm constantly changing my mind about things. But we had set up to record uh, for this month, for being November, yep. was going to be ready to rumble and ended up having to release it early because uh, I was going to do uh, Day of the Dead and ended up didn't get to record it. So now it's probably going to be January podcast and blah, 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 blah. Really good one. Fuck you, Eddie. Who cares why I choose what I choose? You like it or you don't. Eat a dick. Go clean your fucking room. You clean your yeah. Clean your room, Eddie. Dishes under the bed. Grilled cheese stuck to the fucking wall. 
pissing your bed. Um, blaming children. Blaming, <laughs> blaming children. Oh, wait a minute. That wasn't him. Uh, all right. This uh, this question. Why are they whipping this rat one? Like, just... Because. It... <laughs> like, they're literally beating this one to death. Probably good so they can look at his dick. I don't know. Like, Yeah, that's what they're doing. They're inspecting his genitals. Just... Like, oh, nope, this one's genitals are not big enough. Where's which that is that Asian a... one? Like, what is that? Like, <laughs> what? Please send your hate tweets. That's not, to... that's not hate. Like, Asian's not a negative thing. You, you can't. I, don't, how to I know things. because this is a this is a, a you know an auditory medium. You you can't see the racist uh, things that Judd is doing over here, uh, taking his <laughs> his fingers and making his eyes slanty <laughs> when he says that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean you're the one doing it, you bigot. All right, this comes from Fat Fuck Scott. Who would win in a fight between the Ghoulies and the Garbage Pail Kids? This is an easy answer for me, the ghoulies. You know why? Because even though the Garbage Pail Kids look intimidating, they get fucking captured a lot they're and also, super easy. They're also technically children as well, so... Okay, that that, yeah, that is... How, I mean, you know, how dangerous is this child going to be? You know, I want to go home. <laughs> like, well, there's the, I'm hungry. One of them is an alligator. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I mean, you would think... But does like, he know how to use it? What 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 is it? The ability of an alligator. Okay, <laughs> I thought yeah, you were like, going down another weird no, dick. Uh, does he line know how to use his you know alligator ness? Alli- his alligator. His alligatorness. <laughs> oh, hey, this one's just sitting at the end of the bed. Oh, you might actually see. Hold on. That's oh, that's oh. the rat. That's... You wanna you wanna call it a give it an ethnicity and piss know. off a race of people? Oh my gosh! Can't go outside again. Thought it was safe. This one. Four foot tall ghoulie. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? That one. I didn't want to ruin the movie. I don't think that one's technically a ghoulie. It's it's like it's a possessed... uh, It starts bleeding out of its eyes right here. Or slime coming out right now. That's a cool effect. It's just really sad. Doesn't that look look like... uh, like the Joker with the black hair. Really like the classic. Like they took uh, a Joker puppet and painted like, it. Like Neil Adams, 70s era. Yeah. Oh. See, so he's got this hand and also his, the, the puppet hands that he rips off. And it's just really weird. No, well, I stand corrected. Like that, that, is, that is a ghoulie. I, I don't know what ghoulie technically that would have been. That's what I'm saying. They don't really show iguana. much more of it. We'll call him an iguana. The Godzilla ghoulie. But look, seriously, look. Look at the fucking cat. Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> he just looks hungry. Like, give me a piece of that. Yeah. He's, he's so cute. I want to cuddle him. Oh, shit. All right, this, this question comes from Matt Underwood. Fuck, Mary. Kill. Oh my god. Gremlins. Ghoulies. Critters. <laughs> That's a good question. Here's your, here's your chance to see some that bat. Of course I'm gonna fuck the ghoulies. <laughs> I'd probably, uh, I'd probably marry the, uh, the gremlins and, and kill the critters. Cause I don't want the world destroyed. And, uh, critters be pretty badass as long as you don't feed them, or not, I'm sorry. Gremlins be pretty badass as long as you don't feed them more than once. All right. Well, I would I would marry the gremlins because mm. as long as you don't get them wet, they're adorable, mm. and like that just seems like that'd be a really good stable relationship for me. <laughs> you never have to take them out to eat. 
It's true. <laughs> no dinner dates. Well, no, you you have to feed them, and they're animals. You just don't feed them after midnight. So he's starting to smell pretty bad. He goes, hey, don't get him wet. You know, yeah. To dry clean this. <laughs> oh, well, you mean, oh, man. Febreze. What if he gets shit in his fur? He cuts the fur, he's shaving. <laughs> I keep him shaved. It looks, just it looks like fucking Dobby. Shivering in the Is corner, that- like... Oh yeah, look at is, is that what I'm? Is that am yeah, I correct? You, in the, I, don't, I don't know nothing about he's just Harry Potter. He's That's fucking freezing in the corner. Like you all right? I'm fucking cold. Let's take a talk. But okay, because <laughs> um, the fucking gum out of his fur. Damn it! So yeah, I would I would marry I'd marry the uh, the gremlin. There's the bat. Yeah, I'd fuck the ghoulie. I'd kill a critter. Uh, this next question. Was this movie intended as a quick cash grab in on the success of Gremlins? That's from Jared Mason. Um, you know, the people who greenlit the movie, uh, they, they probably saw it that way. But as I said uh, before... They, I don't see it that way. I see it. They just had... They thought their idea was as unique as, well, no, as they did. No, 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 so. no. I think that... But the reason this movie got funding is that, like, okay, Gremlins is huge right Does now. Good. So, like, oh, let's okay, let's that. ride that wave. Even though they technically had the idea before, previous to that. Yeah. All right. Next question, and th- this one caught me really off guard, and I, I want to thank Allison for sending this in. First of all, let me state I've fallen in love with the podcast over the past few months. After going back and listening to previous episodes, it made me wonder what made you want to start doing a podcast. Um, Allison, when you sent me this message, it, it really it made me evaluate why I do I want to do this. What uh, what steps uh, did I take to get to this point? And this is a really, really long-winded answer, so I apologize. You know, this is probably not uh, the best, you know, thing to be talking about on the Ghoulies podcast because uh, this could be its own topic in of itself. Uh, but when I was a kid, my, my parents got me a, um, a tape recorder, and uh, I used to do, like, my own little radio show in my, in my room. Uh, it would just be just, like talking a bunch of, basically just shit I'd heard on the radio like uh what's the guy Wolfman Jack oh, yeah. hey Wolfman Jack here I mean it's stuff like right. that 103.7 you're smooth jazz with one hour of screaming and it's just, oh, you screamed into the microphone oh, for there, there definitely was no smooth jazz and or uh, <laughs> there may have been screaming for anybody who happened to listen to it because it was pretty pretty bad but I mean fast forward uh, I've in one function or another I've been doing some kind of show uh, throughout my formidable years, uh, middle school, we made little mini movies and stuff, and that continued up through high school. Mm. And I got into, uh, after high school, uh, for three years, I did a, uh, a web show called Planet Horror. And, uh, you can, if you search hard enough, you can find those online. They're terrible, so please don't. Um, that became Midnight Creature Feature, and I had a really nice website, and uh, actually the first commentary we ever did on a movie was for the original 1978 Halloween, and that was on that. Actually, it's on the shelf sitting to the the left of us, but um, nobody has ever heard it, and, you know, it just, it kind of, it, it led from there, so I've... I've had all these great ideas and failures, and uh, and here we are now, finally with something that's stuck up. and up. picked up some steam. So yeah, Allison, thank you. Uh, spread the word. Thank you for enlisting, uh, enlisting in the Ran Army. And uh, I have no idea what you look at, love what you look like, but um, <laughs> you're a beautiful lady to me. 
<laughs> All right, this uh, this question comes from Logan Parton. Did you find this movie scary when you were a child? This is not applicable For to me, you. I mean, you're I'm a man. St- I'm still a child at you're, heart. Okay, though. or did you, did you find this movie scary? No, I didn't. <laughs> How old are you now? You just had your birthday. I'm 24 now. 24 yeah. years old. Happy birthday, Judd. Thank you. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I kind of did find this movie scary as, as a kid. But you got to remember, I mean, I was, I don't know, maybe maybe five or six when I first saw this. And it was, it, was a, it, was a different, it was a different world back then, you know? Your parents just left the TV on and went to sleep. I was like, a latchkey kid, my man. My goodness. Uh, they just... See, like, I, th- I found not really the creature, not the ghoulies themselves scary, but all of this part about the, you know, I don't know what, yeah, I mean, all demonic the, possession and all that, and I was just, I thought, I think that's a little, you know, creepier than, I really get into the, to the possession movies, you know, any of those, that just, that kind of gets me, and I don't, I like to stay away from that kind of stuff. I, I find that kind of stuff fascinating, uh, I, I like the, the whole occult aesthetic mm-hmm. and... You know, being a professional Ghostbuster, um, all this stuff just rings very uh, interesting to me. So, yes, Logan Parton, I did find uh, Ghoulies scary as a kid, but now as an adult, it's just delightful. Just delightful fun. Alright, this is another question from Allison. I'm a big fan of Charles Band, and the movies released by his company, Empire Pictures. Is Ghoulies Empire Pictures' best film? If not, which is... Here's another big, fu- long fucking list. Um, I, I compiled uh, probably the best-known movies spanning from, like, 83 to about 91. So I'm going to read, the, read these out real quick. Uh, the Alchemist, Dungeon Master, Ghost Warrior, Ghoulies, Trancers, Reanimator, Savage Island, Underworld, Walking the Edge, Zone Troopers, Breeders, Crawl Space, Dream Maniac, which is a... Really, really bad Nightmare on the Street ripoff. Uh, Eliminators, From Beyond, Necropolis, Rawhead Rex, Robo Holocaust, Troll, Terror Vision, Vicious Lips, uh, no, I can't talk, Vicious Lips, The Collar, Creepazoids, Dolls, Enemy Territory, Mutant Hunt, uh, The Princess Academy, Prison, Valet Girls, Assault of the Killer Bimbos, which is the only movie on this list I have not seen, um, and I have to see it. I didn't know this movie existed, but that is the greatest. The triple uh, X section down at the popcorn video. It's okay, in there. Well, like I, that's. I, 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 we should we should call him. Like, hey man, you got this movie? Um, <laughs> but that's the greatest title I've ever heard. Assault of the Killer okay. Bimbos. Kiss me, monster. This is just like this scene. I was like, all right, wait, what? This is dad. Like, okay, I'm like, wait, what? It's his dad. You kiss your dad on the lips? Yeah. <laughs> you don't. You don't love your dad. I never kissed my father on the lips, but uh, I just met. Oh, oh, Randy Quaid's back. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I just met uh, Judd's stepfather um, for the first time the other night, and it was really really awkward sitting next to him, knowing that I have um, passionate animalistic sex with with his wife on a regular oh basis. God. Yeah, that's right. I fuck Judd's mom, even though she doesn't know about it. Oh, she knows about it. She was giving me a over I, the over the pants handy J. Did I have my allowance then? <laughs> ask your actual stepdaddy. You're that figure in my life now. Okay, well, whatever. I, I I'll give you I'll give you permission to watch porn and oh and, and drink beer. He can be the one that does all the boring shit. I clean my room. I'm the fun dad. Um. All right. Buy and sell. Catacombs. Cellar dweller. Um. Ghost town. Ghoulies. Two. Pulse pounders. Sorority babes. And the slime bowl. Said it before earlier in this podcast. We go, God damn it. We're doing that on the podcast eventually. 
Um, trans, uh, transformations, arena, deadly weapon, intruder, robot, jocks, and spellcaster. Um, to answer your question, no, I don't think Ghoulies is um, Empire Pictures' best film. I, I would probably put it in the, in the top five, um, but for me... It's probably a toss-up between Reanimator and From Beyond. The Stuart Gordon H.P. Lovecraft adaptations are are really good. They hold up today. the The special effects are uh, in in From Beyond are are amazing. They're a little cornier in Reanimator, but I, they're serviceable. I I think they're terrific. So I would I would say top five, but no, not not the best. Uh, this question comes from Blago Dochev. Um, hey. well, yeah, you remember? You, I remember Blago. Yeah, yeah, he's the yeah. first Bulgarian member of the Rant Army. What is the difference between Ghoulies, Gremlins, and Gnomes? Do you happen to know any differences between these things, Judd? Gnomes themselves are just mythical things that sit in your yard, and that's all I know about them. Uh, ghoulies are demonic. Gremlins are. Again, we don't really know the backstory. I'm going to say they're like alien sort of kind of creatures. I'm not sure. Ghoulies are demonic. Gremlins are not. Gnomes are just a mythical creature that stands in your yard and guards shit. So that's, okay, <laughs> that's well, all I have on that. All right. Well, you you did, a, you did a good job. I'm very proud of you that you spared a, a bunch of nonsense. And I actually had it wrote down someplace what... Ghoulies is uh, Arabic for something, and I can't figure out where I wrote that down. Oh, okay. Ghoulie means small monster in Persian, not Arabic. Okay. Um, allegedly, by all accounts, that's that's the case. I've heard the who, word ghoul, but you know, before Ghoulie had who, never really been a. Who a knows? Who the fuck knows? All right. This is another question from. Um, uh, from from Danny Rainbows, is Ghoulies the greatest PG thirteen horror movie? I'm gonna be honest, no, not not that I've seen. No, there's there's just too many of them out there for me to pick one. Not that it's not. It's I mean, just, was you like what what PG thirteen horror movies are there? There's not a lot of them out there, but there's a lot of PG thirteen movies horror movie. Well, that's what he said. Horror movies. Gotten the movie's over. Definitely, that. definitely top three, of course, but I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. You know, uh, it's, I think number one for me would be The Gate, but I, I I'll put Ghoulies at number two. Um, it's 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 the one I think of probably right off the top of the bat when I think of PG thirteen mm-hmm. horror movies. We're gonna make it through at least these questions um, as we're scrolling through the the closing credits. The movie flew by, man. It did. It's flew only eighty one minutes long, so. Alright, these, these questions are pretty fucking ridiculous. This is where it got really weird. Alright, this is from Mike Sm- Smolensky. <laughs> Do you think The Little Mermaid was little enough to be called The Little Mermaid, or do you think she could have been smaller? And how small is too small for a mermaid? What the fuck does that have to do with the ghoulies? Exactly! What does that have to do with it? I mean, is there an actual definition on the size of a mermaid? For all we know, mermaids are microscopic, and that's why we don't know they exist. No, 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 no. I mean, like, Uh, but the the seafaring tale is that I mean they're the size of a human woman. Then if they're if she's the size of a human woman, then yeah, she's fine. But why would she be the Little Mermaid? (laughs) 
because uh, she's a child, I would assume. She's oh, not no, she, fully, was. she wasn't a fully grown adult. Well, if she was a child, why they let her dress like a slut? <laughs> they obviously don't have shirts in Atlantis. <laughs> You were all swimming around in a shirt all day. That's what I'm saying. Chafe, chafe you also your have to do laundry, so what's up? Like, oh. Joke's on us. Oh, man. King Triton. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, shirtless. Yeah, he's shirtless, and um, all his buildings look like gold dicks. Spends all the time working out. You know, say, dude's swole. He's Hanging like and banging. Tall. <laughs> do you think he does steroids? No. Do you he does a like lot he- of chicks. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. A lot, they, of, a lot of mermaids. What is what does a mermaid penis look like? I've never seen one. It's probably bigger than a bat, though. <laughs> <laughs> True. The whole body. True. All right. This uh, this comes from <laughs> us, Mike Smolinski as well. Which is your favorite leg? <laughs> My right leg. All right. <laughs> Um, this is the next These question. People know, like, this is like right, Google, right? right? They're all just typing no, no, shit in. No, this is, this is a real person. He's in the group on, on Facebook. Um, which is your other favorite leg? Am I right? <laughs> the, you both can't be, you, both can't be Do you want me to right? say my dick? <laughs> oh my God. My left, I, my left, I, yeah, I have two legs. <laughs> some people aren't, or, some people are unfortunate to not have legs. <laughs> I'm fortunate enough to have them. My right's my first, my left's my second. Okay. Um, this one uh, comes from Mike, Mike Smolinski. Um, bees. Is that a question? It is. Run. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. I've never been asked, hey, what? Bees. Uh, all right. Oh Jesus! Uh, we got. We Ask got, me if I'm a dog. <laughs> we got. We got. No, we like, got one last question. Does the little wolf man looking gooly have nards? Oh, what's a nard? Like balls, oh. like testicles. I would assume they all have dicks and they all have testicles. You, you're assuming it's gender, and that's wrong that's... of you. Yeah, you bigot. See you back. You to call that. you call one. You call the one Chinese, and now you're now you're transphobic Asian, and genderphobic. Not, Asian, which is not specifically an ethnic; it's just a generalized people, multiple countries. Chinese, said, that would be racist. Asian, nah. <laughs> it's like, hey man, you're human, punk ass. Oh, you man, don't know that I, I identify as a bat. Now suck my bat dick. Sixty nine, bitch. Like. <laughs> Okay, well, that's pretty much gonna do it, man. I did all what this, else, all this work. And, where else can um, we go with we, this? You we know, pre- like we've we we touched on Kenny Rogers, bat dicks, Wild Little Mermaid, bees, all of them. Going off the rails on a crazy train. All right, I want to give uh, one last uh, shout out um, and thanks to yet again to Danny Rainbows um, at Danny Rainbows. Check him out there, Rainbowers. Um, uh, Ted Nicolau, who uh, you heard at the top of the podcast, who edited this movie, uh, great guy. Um, I want to thank him. You can find him on social media at Ted Nicolau. So, Judd, I think it's about that time we say goodbye, and goodbye. we'll be back in December for Christmas Two. Fat fuck Scott and I are gonna ring fuck in you, ring in the new year with an, with some uh, Kiss and Scooby Doo bullshit. Um, find us on social media at Rance Black Lodge. Um, that's uh, the Twitter, and you can find us on Facebook. Join our group. Uh, we just hit a thousand members, so we're going to be doing a bonus episode sometime uh, coming up soon for the long-awaited Point Break. I know that's been <laughs> the the bullshit from from the onset. Um, 
iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, Google Play Music, uh, Podbean, and just about everywhere podcasts are available. Judd, it's been fun. It has. Bees? Bees? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. See you next month. Bye. Bye.